here's the situation. There's been a decree in the land that each person may only use five modes of transportation for the rest of their life. You can never use any other mode of transportation for any reason. And if you try to use it, it will fail. Soon, the kingdom learns that just like in Wheel of Fortune, everyone's gonna choose the same five to begin with. So just like in Wheel of Fortune, you get R, S, T, L, N, and E for free. In this decree, you get planes, trains, cars, boats, and locomotion for free. What other five modes of transportation do you pick knowing full well you can never use any others the rest of your life. I'm Rush Howell. And I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation. A very real podcast about very theoretical situations. Uh, how are you doing today, Rush? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm good. You ready to get going? Let's go. All right, pal. Uh, here's the situation. Rush, you find a book on your shelf that you're certain you had not seen before. It just appears one day. You open it up. You start to read it. And uh, in the first 10 pages, and for reasons that may or may not become clear, as you flip pages, you seem to have no fewer pages left in the back of the book. You have no sense of like, oh, I'm a tenth of the way through this or five, a fifth of the way through. So after 10 pages, it perfectly recounts your last 10 days up until the moment that you just picked up a book on your shelf and read 10 pages. Okay? Okay. Do you read on and also... Do you keep the book? <laughs> uh, later, we're going to do a here's the situation where we both go off uh, to think about one topic and we both come up with Honest the guy. Uh, exact same situation. <laughs> no way. More or less the exact same situation. Uh, so I have... Uh, oh, and this episode is, we should say, it's uh, reading and writing, right? Writing, writing and, and writing. writing. Right. Yes, writing. writing and writing. Yes. Uh, writing animals or whatever. <laughs> writing books or whatever. Uh, my, mine's a little different, but we'll come back to it. Okay. Um, so, okay. So I, I pick up this book and yep. the first 10 pages I read are the the last... How much? How much time of my life? We can say it's. We can say it's the last ten days. In the scenarios, the last ten days. But we can say it's the last five days. We can say it's the Got last it. two hours. But, but it, it perfectly recounts every action absolutely until the moment right. you are right now. And then they're like, you pick up the book, you start reading, and you realize this is the book that is told the past of your life and is about to tell the future of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. I am absolutely not going to throw the book away. Let's okay. start with that. A lot of people would be like, no, I burn it immediately. <laughs> I think I'm going to want the optionality uh, okay. of finding out, you know, what's going on at certain parts of my life. All right. Um, do I read ahead? I think that I would read a little bit ahead. And then I like to think I would stop. Okay. But I think I want to know kind of at the very least, I'm going to do a little test and I'm going to read about, say, the next three days okay, or what, however long it is, Smart. you know, next week or so. And then if it all matches up exactly, then I know I'm, I'm carrying around the equivalent of like Biff's, you know, sports almanac from Back to mm -hmm. the Future. And I have uh, and of course, I like how you set it up. I didn't think about this, but you can't tell how many pages are forward. Yeah, based I, on, mostly just to, to keep you from the, the like, oh, I flipped through the first 10 pages and see there's only six pages left, right. you know, like, yeah, yeah, I don't get busy know. living or get I, busy dying. At that I point. don't want to know about that. <laughs> then if it were, if I saw there were only six pages left, 
I would I would go and do something where I do as little as possible so that you could describe it in like a page. You know, you could be like, and then he enjoyed 30 years on the beach and had a great time he can and, and did very little other than drink and gamble and watch his favorite TV shows. He continued to sit motionless. Right. Right, because if because if I know I only have six pages left, I, I need I need to take some ownership. Yeah, I of guess that. at that point it's like you know if if that's the case, then uh, like a, a, a the brevity of a writing style is also what you'd be rooting for. Like, oh, man, I hope this guy doesn't get flowery with his oh, with his sure. descriptors because this is this is gobbling up gobbling up pages right now. Isn't there some famous quote? Like, there's a book. I think it's a Hemingway book, maybe, and it covers like a long period, and then they describe like all of World War II and like, and then the Great War occurred. <laughs> know. You know, so you just bang, there we go, four <laughs> years. So I want that guy writing, right. you know, and then he enjoyed the ten best years of his life. <laughs> Why exactly? Impossible to list all of the wonderful things that occurred as he limped away on his crutches. Wait a minute, what the hell happened? Oh yeah, not important. So I, I would be. I would be uh, af- too afraid. I don't think I would want to turn ahead, you know, to the random page, mm-hmm. even though it would be kind of interesting because I'm I'm not married, right? And, um, you know, if I flipped ahead and there was some very, like, uh, a mention of a child or there was a name that was very, very familiar such that it appears like this name is getting used a ton. It sounds like this is a wife or something like that. Um, you know, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to know. I don't think I hadn't where, thought about this, but going. I'd want to get better at just about everything, including sex. Because of like, hey, if this is going to be written down, oh, man, yeah. and someone finds this, I want to really, I want to sound great. Yeah, but this seems like a magical book, <laughs> right? It's, they're probably so. only for Feels you that way, <laughs> right? And and remember, if if you read the next few pages and it's just totally wrong, you, you know, then yeah. then then, uh, then who knows? But yeah, that I think that's what I would do. I would keep the book. I would probably read about a week ahead as a test. And then I would have it around for maybe some really stressful situations where I might say uh, the same way. I'm kind of a wimp. It's not kind of a wimp. I'm a terrible wimp at scary movies. And sometimes what I have to do, especially if I'm watching at home, is um, pause the movie, go to like Wikipedia and read what's going to happen in the next scene or two so that I at least know what's <laughs> happening. And now I'm now I'm able to make it through it. So I might I might do the same sort of thing. I hadn't thought about the possibility of like, oh, you know, like I had to go in for a biopsy a few months ago. You're like, well, have, we'll have your results in four or five days. I'm like, no, I'll have my results as soon as I get to my book. That's right. Yeah, I, that's right. And I, it would be needles. nice if the book magically kept up with your current life. <laughs> right. So that you didn't have to go back and reread, you know, some rough moments or whatever, or, or like find out how far you got to skip ahead to find out whether you've got the the cancer or not. But yeah, you know, there there are things where I, I don't want to I don't want to wait through it. You yeah. know, I hear you. I would not read on, and uh, I would also not destroy the book because now I'm I'd I'd be instantly worried that my life is somehow tied to it. That if Absolutely. I set the book on fire, I would burst into flame as yeah. well. Or it feels like a horcrux. Yeah, whatever, or if man. the books was book was destroyed, then I'd I'd just die. You know, there. Um, so I would I would try and like do do something where I get it like entombed in cement somewhere mm. at like a you know the foundation of a big old big old building. Um. Um, but yeah, I don't want to read on. That could be entombing yourself somehow once you do that. <laughs> I, I mean, so far all you know about the book is it's exactly where you are. It's in the library where you're reading. I I think I would just find a place in my home, very very safe, 
you know, it's not like, I mean, when's the last time you just randomly had a book, like, <clears throat> get wet or destroyed or something? It's not going to happen. Never. So just get a nice, safe place to keep the book. Make sure no one else can ever find it or get to it. And, um, yeah. Do you have anyone, let's say you didn't want to read it, and but you didn't want to destroy it. Do you have anyone in your life that you would be able to trust, like, with it? And you said, like, hey, don't read it and don't give it back to me. Mm. Do you have anyone in your life that would that would you believe would live up to those those requirements? I think so. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think. Uh, yeah. I, I could think of a few people who I would trust to to do exactly that and say, do you cannot destroy this. You cannot read it. You cannot give it back and you cannot ask me any more questions about it. It's a good friend to have. Yeah. I mean, I think my dad would do it, but okay. I, th- I think some other people would, too. Um. Yeah, I think if I if somebody asked me to do that, you know, I, I think I could do that for them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously you'd be curious, but you know, yeah. a really good friend. Don't ask me about it. That would be the hardest part, I think. Yeah. Don't and don't ask me any questions about it. Like my first question would be why? <laughs> I don't right. I think I'd be I think I'd be I'd blow it right off the right off the top. Yeah, I like that part of uh, <laughs> I, I forget Ocean's Twelve, which I think is a terrible movie, but. Um, I love that part where he's like, look, it's not my nature to be mysterious, but uh, I'm not going to, uh, you can't ask me about this and, and I'm not going to, or I'm not going to tell you what it is and you can't ask me anything about it. And he's just <laughs> like, wait, what? And it's terrible. All right, great. So uh, let me do one here, TJ, that, that goes on to the writing part okay. of uh, writing and writing. Um, so here's the situation. You were offered a magical horse. The horse requires no food and no water. The horse doesn't go to the bathroom. Hmm. The horse will always be available and wait for you wherever you tell it to wait. It is not friendly. It Hmm. isn't unfriendly either. It's just not friendly. It's incapable of emotion. It's not going to bond with you in any way. The horse's top speed is 30 miles an hour. It can navigate direction on its own without you guiding the reins. And also, this horse can become invisible to all other people, such that it appears you are simply floating through the air, and he won't get a ticket for the you know the horse just hanging around. All right. How much, if anything, would you pay to own this horse? Zero. You don't want this horse. I don't want that horse. Why not? Because I can't bond with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you might hate that you can't have this emotional connection to the yeah. horse. But, I mean, this thing is like a wonderful transportation device, yeah, especially would, in good weather. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, that it has, that it sounds soulless to me, um, added to the fact that like, it doesn't crap, doesn't eat, doesn't right. like, it sounds, um, uh, devoid of, uh, humanity is not the right word, but devoid, devoid of horse, horsity. Mm. Um, and I think I'd, I don't think I'd ever get past that. I, I think of it as like he's a it's almost like a celestial being of some sort. Mm-hmm. He's kind of above this realm and uh he's here as some sort of favor, some sort of service. It may even be that he's existing in other universes and he can somehow allow you know this thing. I mean it's a very special magical horse. But yeah, you can't you know it can't be like oh he's he's the he's a lot of fun too, right? <laughs> or else, you know. You're going to buy that horse immediately. It's like a bike that goes really fast that you don't have to pedal in, mm-hmm. in some way, right? Like, yeah. I guess that bike I'd probably want, but the fact that it 
to all appearances is a living thing, but doesn't behave like all other living things. Right. I think gets me to a point where like I, I'd be too, mm, not creeped out, but too put off by, by it to enjoy it at all. Uh, how often, if you did, understanding you're not going to take him, how often are you are you going into invisible mode with this horse? Nearly all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nearly all. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I don't. If I think about it for a sec, then the 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 notoriety of it would is not something that I would welcome because be that you'd be immediately all over all over the internet, and then there would be fame, a lot of fame associated with that. That's not of any of your doing, none of your achievement. Actually, I don't think I'd go invisible near at all now yeah. that I think about it. I, well, I take late it, are night you rides allowed out to... in the middle of the woods by myself, for sure. Right? Can, are you allowed to just take horses through the city? I would assume not. No, right? No, you can't I just can't, ride yeah. a horse around. So you may have to go invisible if you're going to use that horse a lot. See, I'm I'm going to buy this horse, but then you're just going to be a dude, you know, six feet, five feet above the ground. Yeah, with There's his legs going to be some questions with his legs spread, moving at one to thirty miles an hour. Right. Oh, there's going to, when he's invisible, does he still have mass? Like, can you, are you plowing into people with, with your invisible I, I don't, horse? I don't think he, through? I don't think he's capable of causing any damage one way or the other okay. you know, on the earth. Like he's, he's kind of there, but. You could pull like wicked clotheslines with your nuts doing that then. Cause you're still going to have mass. Right. Yeah. I get, I, you know, you gotta be careful. <laughs> oh yeah. Riding on your magical horse. But remember he's always there at your beck and call. Mm-hmm. So even if you parked him. You know, uh, uh, way up on the north side, and you need the horse. He's immediately available to take you. You know, four blocks, whatever you need. You know, late at night, you're feeling a little like this isn't a safe neighborhood. You know, I, I'd like to move thirty miles an hour instead of my normal walking pace. Magical horse is just right there for you. I don't know. I, I, I see. I'm just as intrigued as how you got into that situation. Yeah. <laughs> now you're just putting yourself into spots where you're hoping to use your magical you horse. You get a little. <laughs> A little horse cocky, right? Where you're just like, hey, I'm, I'm basically safe anywhere. What are you plunking down for this pony? Oh, I, I think I'm going to drop somewhere in the... I mean, this is a great getting around the city device with the only caveat being you're going to run into like police-related problems because you really shouldn't be riding a horse nor levitating all around. But I think if you're levitating, I'm not sure. I mean, what are the what are, what's the charges on that? Just levitating? Like, hey, stop, I don't think you can be stop for that. Yeah, no. stop levitating. <laughs> you stop me. Right. Hey, no. And then you just you just kind of drop down to the ground because yeah. you can make the horse go away at any moment. Hey, sorry, officer. I was just doing a magic trick. I'm David Blaine out here. I, I mean, I'm going to pay like I don't know fifty thousand dollars for this uh, okay. magical horse. And, and it's a one time, know, right? It's a it's a one yeah, time if cost. It, if it doesn't work out, then yeah. you know I, he he's no worse off. You don't have to because uh, anything I've heard about ordering uh, owning a horse is that the real cost is putting it in a stable and feeding right. it and all that stuff. You yeah. don't need. Yeah, that's what they say, right? You got <laughs> one horse. You got one horse and another one for the garage. You got to own two horses. No, or for the yeah yeah. <laughs> all right, my man. Here's the situation, Rush. Okay. You were put on a list, and actually, when you started saying the one at the top, I was like, "Oh no, this!" Um, but it's not; it's not at all. So you're put on a list that precludes you from being allowed on a plane, a train, 
or an automobile as a passenger, as a driver, uh, in any way, shape, or form. You cannot use those those modes okay. of uh, of uh, transportation. So your sister, your child, your best friend, someone's getting married 300 miles away. Okay. Okay. Um, the only way you can get there is on bike or by foot. Do you go? And then if so, when do you leave? How do you plan? How do you plan on doing it? Okay, sorry. Who is the who's in the wedding? Um, I want it to be someone. I want this to be an attractive wedding for you to attend. So it's someone very close to you. Okay. It's, uh, it's someone. It's it's a it's a wedding that you know if you were allowed to travel otherwise, without a doubt, you'd be there and you'd be doing all the uh, all the events and all the activities. Okay. Um. So it's someone real. Your brother. Let's say. Your, okay. So your I'm brother. in the wedding probably. Yeah. And it's in an otherwise desirable location to yeah. attend. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go and I'm going to bike. I can I can walk part of it if I, mm-hmm. right? So, yep. oh God, though. I mean, it's going to take a while to go. I, I do, I, I'm going to tell a quick story after this, so mm-hmm. don't, don't let me forget. But uh, I, I think I can cover no problem, um... 20 miles a day on the bike. I mean, obviously I could, I could cover more if I really wanted to go, but I want this to be kind of an enjoyable experience. And also the first couple days, it's been a while since I, I biked much. Yeah. So maybe I can average 40 a day. Uh, so what is that? It's going to take me nine or eight, almost eight days. So I'm probably going to leave. It's on a the wedding's probably a Saturday. I'm probably going to leave the 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 Wednesday like ten ish days before, and uh, and and probably like enjoy enjoy the hell out of the trip. Mm-hmm. But and that brings me to the, this quick story: which small is, hotels and motels along the way, or what have you. Yeah, but if I can find like nice hotels, I'm absolutely going to stay there <laughs> and like just. Uh, Leave the bike with them, and then like get like you know a great shower and and stay someplace nice. And all I, your shit's just in a backpack, right? Oh yeah. So you're kind of just loading up with whatever you need on the way. Um, well, right. But let let's start with I am buying a tuxedo <laughs> or whatever when I get there. You know, I, there's no world in which I'm putting that on my dress clothes into this sweaty. Backpack. I was gonna mail mine. I was gonna yeah. find a way to like mail it down there. That's that's smart. <laughs> that that would be smarter. But I I think I would just I wouldn't have thought of it, and I just would plan to buy it when I get there. But I, you know, to me, there's I mean, there there's a there's both a nostalgia and like an escapism that's exciting about going and taking some sort of trip like that. Yeah. And I enjoy biking, you know, when I do it, I, I, I do it in spurts. So I'll go like three years without biking and then I'll, I'll, I'll bike, you know, 40 days out of the next 80, you know, pretending I'm going to get into shape or mm-hmm. something. But I, I always, when I think about these bike trips, uh, I always think about my friend, Justin Kerr, who he and, and like two of his buddies or three of his buddies in, late in high school or early in college, I forget which, they decided they're going to put their back tire in the Atlantic Ocean and then they were going to bike across the country and put their front tire in the Pacific. A lot of romance to that. And it, to hear him tell these stories is like one of my favorite things I've ever listened to because he hated it. <laughs> he hated it so much. And and he, he, wrote, he wrote himself this letter that I've always loved and it's in this journal because he kept like an extensive journal and they got 
all up in each other's shit. You know, they got very like very testy with one another. And and he and he had points where he was in just terrible pain and then he thinks he had knee injuries subsequently, maybe due to it. But he wrote a page that just said, Dear Justin, this is Justin. At some point in the future, nostalgia is going to take over and you're going to think back and think, hey, the bike trip was pretty great. I got to see these great sites. I got to spend time with my friends. I had, you know, there were some ups and downs, but what a great accomplishment. And he's writing this in like Utah, right? Like he's nearly done with the thing. And he's like, he's, he says, you're going to want to maybe do another bike trip. Never, ever, ever do the bike trip (laughs) under no (laughs) circumstances. Can you ever again do the bike trip? Like he knew. You know, and uh, so anyway, I, I think I'd probably get more worn out. You know, obviously that's 3,000 miles instead of 300. Mm-hmm. But I think um, the romanticism of it would, I would overrate going in. Um, but I bet I would have like fun stories yeah. to tell afterwards. And also like, I, I'm i going to drive people crazy at that wedding because I'm going to sit down and I'd be like, let me take the bike <laughs> trip. And they're going to be like, I, don't, I really don't care. Like I took a plane. I'm not an idiot. You well, know? What put my mind to it was, um, I think we're we're recording this in uh, in my house, and uh, there's a couple of bookshelves around, and somewhere on there is Lonesome Dove. It's one of the only one of the only westerns I've ever read. But I I find myself thinking fairly often about how cowboys would like, oh, this guy dies, crap, I got to ride from here to Laramie, Wyoming, or whatever to tell this guy's wife that he's dead, you know, like, so I might die. There's all sorts of things that can kill me just to deliver this one piece of information because mail doesn't go there or I can't, you know, phone calls, phones don't exist or whatever. So I got to ride. And what, what possible situation would we have in a modern, you know, a modern day to, um, you know, to compare to that kind of trek just to, (laughs) you know, just for your, and it would, it seems like the only thing would be is like, oh, your attendance is needed. It has to be you and it has to be some sort of, you know, occasion, but obviously all these other modes of transportation. Well, I've been no fly listed by the Department of Homeland Security. (laughs) (laughs) I don't own a car. So maybe if somebody were, if I were to not renew my driver's license and then, I don't know the trains. Um, okay, so oh, one last thing in that is like as I was thinking about my answer to this, it was um, like, man, I have zero idea. I don't bike mostly because in the city, I just it's I like the when I was a kid and I biked, it was a very relaxing thing for me. It was you know it was just summertime and ride around with usually no destination in mind just to ride i'm going to ride my bike and it's impossible rush and i live in chicago and uh it's impossible for me to ride relaxingly on any street within three miles four miles in any direction the lakefront's a a mass mass jungle of just problems um where the hell was i going with this bicycle oh that i have zero concept of how far 10 miles is on a bike 30 miles if someone said like hey without you know without breaking your legs how far would you bike in one day i'm like i don't know 30 30 miles could i do yeah. that because i can walk a oh, mile yeah, you could, no in problem. 20 minutes you know i can walk a mile i think right. between 15 and 20 minutes bikes gotta be four or five times faster than that Easy. Yeah, with... your your biking speed is going to be between ten and eighteen miles an hour, an depending hour? if you're going kind of leisurely, like on a 
cruiser up to um obviously people bike faster than 18 but 18 would be like a pretty good pace on a on a on a road bike in, okay. in Chicago. So you, we could we you know like if we knew what we were doing you could make a 300 mile trip in Yeah, I don't think you want to do more than about 40 a day okay. without any base. Um if you go and do a century in biking that's biking 100 miles in a day, that's that's a big effort. It's okay. kind of the equivalent of running a marathon. It's not, I think running gotcha. marathons harder certainly, but um a century is 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 not messing around. And when I used to bike somewhat frequently, I never did more than about forty miles, except one day by accident we took a wrong turn that was like a fifteen mile mistake, and gotcha. I biked sixty miles in a day. Oh, wow. and uh, uh, that that was bad. I got very very badly sunburned, such that it left a mark for over a year. Oh, geez, yeah. Um, Actually, I got ended up one of those sunburns. I'll tell you about it some other day. <laughs> Brutal. All right, so this uh, here's the situation, and this is a little similar to the one that you had before. Um, you you acquire a Kindle, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, or, or any any reader, and this Kindle is I, I'm going to call it the Borges Library of Babel uh, Kindle. And if you've never read that short story, it's one of my favorites. You should read it. But the Library of Babel by uh, Borges is a short story in which th- there is this gigantic library that that ho- that holds every book that's ever could be written. Not every book that has been written, every one that could be. So it's, you know, as long as it fits within 320 pages with 80 rows and 100 characters per row, every single book is in there. And so people lose their minds searching for the book that would be the uh, the the codex that allows you to know where all the other books are in the library because it exists because every book exists. There's a book kind of like you were talking about that describes exactly your life. Then there's a book that describes exactly your life except your dog's name is different. Okay, and you know because every book possible is right. in there. Right. So, so I've always loved that story because of all the all the things you can think about from it. But instead of that, you get a you get a magical Kindle, and this Kindle for whatever reason. Um, it's, it's got every book that could possibly be written, but you're allowed to request whatever books you want. And if you type it in, it will send you what you actually want. Okay. You are allowed when you get the magical Kindle, five total books that you can, you request from it. And then it will, you can read them as many times as you want, but it'll never allow you to get another book that's drawn from this, you know, magic of somewhere in the universe, every book that could possibly exist. So I was going to say, you know, one of those books is, is all your life up until right now. Mm -hmm. And then that's the first 10 pages. And then the rest is all of your life. So I was going to ask you if you would read that book. We already talked about that. (laughs) Yeah. So now I'm saying you get any five books you want. Great. Um, we don't have to do all five, but what are some of the books that jump to mind that would be things that you would want to read there. Immediately, we I think we've mentioned this before. Um, the third book f- from Patrick Rothfuss. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I would I would get that. Um, I would get um, the, my favorite book. I would say is To Kill a Mockingbird, and sure. I was so excited when Ghost Set a Watchman was um, was more so when the talk of it was coming. Is a true, you know, a true. Um, Another another book in that world was so exciting to me, and it had been 
you know, post Harper Lee's death, there had been, um, but I was really disappointed with that, with that book care. It felt like characterizations were changed. If it, well, uh, Jim died and it was like no big deal mm. at all. So I would request from them a better, <laughs> a better next book, uh, that took place anywhere. I, I'd take prequel sequel, but give me another book somewhere in, in the, in, in, in that world. So written by Harper Lee within yeah. two years of the conclusion of yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird. In Makeham or Macomb County. I want it. I want it there. Yes. I want, and I want those characters. I want, I want Atticus back. I want Scout. I want Boo. I want Dill. I want all those. I want all of them. I back. mean, you would read like if there was a ten-part series of great Atticus Finch trials. Oh, you're all over that. Yeah. If 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 they said like you can have a hundred books, then I'd probably like give me ninety. <laughs> give me ninety Atticus Finch books. Right. Who I think is my favorite character. I've uh, in in all of in all of fiction, um, and I thought it was so perfectly. It's tough for me now. Um, after having seen it, not to picture just Gregory Peck. Oh yeah, right. It's, he is. I mean, that they voted him the greatest hero in movie history. Perfect. And I think that's fair. It would be kind of cool while you're thinking of a couple other ones to have a a series of books where Atticus Finch goes and does trials about various social injustices at different times. Mm-hmm. Oh in yeah, different places across. Time traveling social justice. Yeah, like a time, ju- like a time traveling. Hey, social justice hold, a, hold on a second. Let me write this one down. <laughs> no, I meant just be a small town, Terry. Right. But, <laughs> but these Martians seem to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the first one he's got to fix. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't cozy you into his time traveling like <laughs> step by step. They just immediately drop him in four four thousand twenty two <laughs> on Mars. Um. Uh, I would, and then I would request a book that combines like, uh, most of my favorite things. So I, I want a book that has sports, gambling, cons, a heist. Um, that would probably be enough. Give me the, give me the, the best book you got that combines those, those four things. Basically the sting. But yeah. like another version, a great, uh, some other great version of yeah. the sting. And I want, and I want all cons I've never heard of before. I want, you know, um, it's the, the, and then if it's not too general, I want a book that surprises me. I want a a book that surprises me every three pages. Mm -hmm. I want to not know where this is going at, at any, at any point and not just non sequiturs. (laughs) Now the guy's a turtle. (laughs) I don't want, I don't want that kind of, um, but I, I would want something that, uh, so, so, thrills me and surprises me, and then give me the rest of George R. R. Martin's damn books. Give me, give me, give me however many where they're supposed to be. What two more, three more? Initially, yeah, I it think it was going to be two, and then, give me all and those then damn it was gonna be things. Three, and and, and I know like, those. And you're like, you know busy. what? That can be one book, all right? Yeah. <laughs> because there's no <laughs> right. reason you can't put them all together. <laughs> yeah. So I'm only going to use one of my books. They're already 1,300 pages. Right. Just I give want me one thirty nine thousand. Yeah. <laughs> 3,900 page George R. R. Martin. And you know what? I want it before the damn TV series finishes up. Cause I want to know, I, that would be fun by the way, is to get George R. R. Martin and talk to him before the series ends and say, what would, what are you going to do? Yeah. Now, obviously we all hope that he's going to write it and we'll get to compare it afterwards. But I, I or, or you know, what would be great is if you could make him like it, at least give you 20 pages that is all the key points and lock it away. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I don't want him to be able to change it. I don't want him to be able to watch the TV show and be like, "Oh yeah, I like that." I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that. 
I'll take all the Tolkien they got too. Um, yeah, obviously more more narrative as opposed to like Silmarillion kind of stuff. Oh um, god! But yeah. Um, <laughs> you, 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 oh, and a great mystery. Give me a great mystery. The oh, give me a great mystery that all the clues are properly in place that I would be able to deduce this properly. Because I, I read a lot of mysteries, a lot of suspense, clearly a lot of fantasy. Um, but I, I despise mysteries that didn't show you every every possible step of the way. Properly hidden, but, you know, like that there's yep. too many, whatever it's called, ghosts out of the machine or, yes. or what have you. No, totally agree. I hate, like, you read those, like, Agatha Christie's, and it seems like it would be a lot of fun. It's like, which of these 10 people? I don't know. And then you just, there's no way you could have figured mm-hmm. it out. So, I mean, at least if I know in advance, that to me, that's just a different genre. It's more like a thriller than a mystery. Like, but if you can actually, so, I mean, I prefer like an Encyclopedia Brown to a lot of I mysteries. Lo- oh, Cause like, I love those you know, all, 60 second mysteries, mm-hmm. all those Donald Sobel ones. Yes. I love them. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. How about you? Do you know off the. I, I liked yours. I I won't do like all five of mine, but um one one that um probably reveals too much about myself is I think I would enjoy reading the the authoritative biography on the first forty one years of Rush Owl's life. <laughs> yeah, like uh, just have an ab you know a tome where a lot of the stuff I I've forgotten. I think uh-huh. I would enjoy going back through some of those memories and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you get this guy you know, or, or woman who's written all about it. Would you want an author's, would you want it purely factual or would you want an author's take on it? Like whether it could be positive or negative yeah, or yeah. whether you just even don't even like their writing style necessarily. Would you still want to read it in an author's hand? Or with their proclivities displayed. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not gonna let you, you know um, Caro from uh, the Power Broker or or the Master of the Senate do it because even though he would do the most thorough job, he he ultimately hates all of his subjects. So I don't want to read like I don't want to read one that's trashing me. I don't want it to be like so objective that they're you know I'm not asking necessarily for a pu- a puff piece either. I guess you could name your author, right? I mean, it's got every book. I sure. guess you could. Is there an author who you would choose then yeah. to write to write your so now, biography? Now maybe all five of my choices are going to be different. <laughs> right, uh, takes on. Oh man, I wonder how David Baldacci would treat right. the young Rush Howell. I mean, maybe Chernow. I mean, okay. you know, I think he so far at least has been. I mean, his books are great, but he's also pretty pretty positive mm-hmm. on some pretty complicated people. But I think I would enjoy enjoy that, I, and I'd probably like to have a little bit of near of uh, auth, author's bias. Yeah, it would even help me to be like, yeah, you know what, I was an asshole mm-hmm. in this situation. Um, I agree because I think like David Halbertstam would do a tremendous job on it. Sure, but I think I want more more spice in my broth than than that. I, I think I would want an author's take or opinion woven in or or just you know the flavored through their their adjectives what what events they chose to to highlight how how they want to paint the picture and 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 i didn't think of this before but now that you said it i would i think i would i would think long and hard about a book that's just like 400 pages of 
three to nine, maybe 20 pages at the outmost of just great cons in history, like uh-huh. great stories about people that have run awesome <laughs> cons. Those are, always, those are always interesting to me. All right. I have one for you, Rush. All right. And this will be a little more probably probably um, a series of short answers Great is, uh, is what I think. So here's the situation. You're on a road trip. Um, I'm either going to give you a song and want to know where on America's roads you would like to be when that song is playing, or I'll give you a specific place and I want you to tell me what song you want on the radio. So this this was born out of riding and my thought of like um, a nice road trip and sometimes the perfect song on the perfect patch of highway or whatever just seems like, oh, this is this is a match made, you know, match made in heaven. Great. Cool? Clear enough? Absolutely. All right. So where do you want to be when ACDC's Hell's Bells starts on your car radio? I think there I want to be probably driving to an ACDC concert. <laughs> <laughs> just to help me get uh, fired up because I'm All not these usually like, uh, I'm not Neil Diamond's e- Red yeah. Red Wine on my way I'm to a Neil, Neil Diamond concert because I'm not <laughs> usually going to I mean I think uh, I mean ACDC I'm going to be using to like pump myself up a little bit so maybe I'm like maybe I'm I'm heading to I'm a, I'm a kid and I'm driving to a basketball game you know when I'm 16 years old mm-hmm. and, and getting ready to play um, something like that, yeah, and this this made me also made me think of what uh, what bore this out was Beth and I. We were driving. She was going to be working in Portland, and we were we were driving out that way. And I like I like the ends of the dial. You know, I like the the eighties, okay. the, the number eighties into like the low nineties, and then once you get over like a hundred and three, you're kind of working the fringes of, of, <laughs> of you know, like you're you're not getting that town's biggest pop station at that point. You know, for sure. Uh, and so we were listening to one. It was like you know eighty eight point seven or whatever, and I think it was their classical music. And so we're driving through. Uh, Montana and like they started playing all this Aaron Copeland music and mm-hmm. so it's like you know fanfare for the common man I believe and uh, Appalachian Spring and stuff and it was perfect we're literally looking at antelope you there know you under beneath these beneath these mountain vistas all right next song the theme song to the greatest American hero oh I mean almost anywhere <laughs> let's start with that um I think I mean, I give me like Pacific Coast Highway, okay, and I might like hit repeat a couple times on it, and I'm just having a blast. In like, I'm a I'm renting like a Mini Cooper convertible, <laughs> like just some absurd tiny car, because driving up that highway, by the way, is a little you know a little distressing, <laughs> and and so I just have like I'm just out there, and I want it to be loud enough that anybody I pass is like, wait, what? Oh yeah, okay. believe it or not. Yeah, I'm, All right. oh, I'm gonna have a great time <laughs> with that. Last uh, last song uh, for you, the uh, Kingsman, Louis Louis. Ooh, I have. Uh, I I think I want to be driving down through uh, Southeast Georgia. Okay. Uh, kind of hot summer night. And got the windows down, a little bit of a breeze coming in, um, and I, I, I just have a a connection with that song to that location. So that's what's spur- you already spurring. do. Yes, I oh, do. Okay, great. I do. So that was there was just a summer 
so we got we weren't allowed to really i mean not we weren't allowed to it we we had very few tapes in my house not neither my mom nor my dad is like a huge music fan and, and you know i'm not really either I, I mean i love music i think pretty much everyone does you're mm-hmm. kind of crazy if you don't but um i you know we didn't have a ton and we got the like it was just on all the time. It was like the oldies tapes. I don't know if you remember those, but they were like, you, you got one from the fifties and sixties mm-hmm. and seventies. Time and, life used to put those things yeah. out all the time, like time life. And, uh, and I, I remember each one had a different color and I was young enough mm-hmm. that I, I liked it. They had this different color. And, um, I remember having one of those tapes still in my car that had that song on it. And driving around, um, you know, this uh, probably my 17-year-old summer, driving around through the through the beach in South Georgia and just, like, you know, having a blast. Yeah. And hearing that song and, and all these other, like, oldies. Uh, my folks had a vinyl like that that was from the radio station in Syracuse, New York, that I would listen to, you know, seven or eight years old, listen to a... Um, Judy in disguise and Hang on Sloopy. Yes, they were like kind to children sort of sort of music or Snoopy yes. versus the Red Baron. You know, like that kind of stuff that even like an eight year old's like, hey, this sounds like fun. Right, Hang on Sloopy was on that. Was album, it? By yeah. The way. Yeah. All right. Uh, now here's a couple places for you. Okay, and I have to name the song. Name the song. You're okay. ten miles outside of Las Vegas on your way into town. I. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I'm sorry because it's so obvious, but like we have done this in the past, so I would be lying if I said otherwise. But I, I have cranked up Kenny Rogers, the gambler, okay. on my way into I, Las Vegas no before. Problem. For me, it's the theme song to James Bond. Oh, <laughs> see, that's better. That's better. That I always, bet. I would play that before I went to the casino all the time when oh. I was getting dressed. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I love it. Uh, driving the edge of the Grand Canyon. And you can't say greatest American hero. <laughs> you know I want to. Uh, you know what? For Vegas, maybe I'm going to do the Night Rider theme. <laughs> Just like an extended cut of the Night Rider theme. If I'm driving along the edge of the Grand Canyon, I am going to say. Give me yours. Like I need to think a bit. I don't about know. It. I hadn't thought about that one. That one actually put me back in mind of listening to something like Grand, like Aaron Copeland or something. I think I want something classical there. I want something to speak to the to the space that I'm looking at. You yeah. know, like that kind of uh, talks to the vista a little bit. The, what I'm I, I'm going to say like Help on the Way by the Grateful Dead. Great, and Great. just something kind of relaxing, but also like I don't know. I don't know why I said that, but Great. that's what I would want. And then the last one is, and I, I'm, I'm assuming this exists, but I think I only ever saw it in the movie True Lies, but I think it's real. Um, there's a huge, is there a huge long bridge that goes out to Key West? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So you're on that kind of narrow, long, long bridge going over the Atlantic on your way to, uh, to the last island in America. Yeah. Hmm. I think, you know, I, I would be something kind of uh upbeat i just think of key west right i mean i, I don't know man I'm, I'm such like a 
I'm so bad on these because I'm like Jimmy Buffett comes to mind because I'm just like, well, what's in Key West? It's Jimmy Buffett. What's in Las Vegas? I'm like Kenny Rogers. I have no creativity. This is why. This is I blame my parents. I didn't listen. You're to on your way music. driving into Las Vegas. Oh, just like some uh, carrot tops stand up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. the sound of slot want, machines going uh, bing 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 bing. I want Danny Gans uh, and Avenue Q. I want that uh, comedy, uh, the magician with the with the puppet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll say some Jimmy Buffett, Buffett right. if you got one for that. I don't I, even like Jimmy Buffett. I'm, There's no way that would be my actual choice. I think for me, it would be I'm a huge fan of old soul, you know, the 50s and 60s uh, yes. soul music. Um, and uh, I, the, the from the very first couple of notes, I love Slip Away by Clarence Carter. Okay. And I think I would be, I'm imagining I'm going to be in a good mood on that heading down that highway so i know it'd be old soul and for now i think slip away would 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 put me in the right put me in the right 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 mind frame let let me give you one or two since i think you're gonna have a better mind for where to pull Mm. these these songs than me so let's say you're uh you're on a a road trip Mm -hmm. but you've taken a wrong turn okay you you haven't realized it for a while, and you suddenly realize you've lost forty minutes. Okay, because you went twenty miles in the wrong way, so you are in a foul mood. What is it the the song you would like to kick on kick on the radio at that moment that makes you think? You know what? Look, I'm on a road trip. It's no big deal. Um, like my life is still good. Let's let's have a good time. Games without frontiers by Peter Gabriel. All right. See, I love you immediately. Because and, and. there's also like, I have that in context of that album, which is also a little bit of like kind of an angry, spooky sort of album. So I think it like honors a little bit of the frustration mm-hmm. of, of, and the way he sings it is a little like, Hans plays with Lottie, Lottie plays. But it makes me happy that there's enough, enough like uplifting in the, in the backup vocals and stuff uh, that, that it makes me kind of uplifted as well. Um, and then how about you are, um, you drive into, uh, uh, from El Paso. Okay. Into Juarez, Mexico. Okay. What do you want? What do you want hitting right as you're uh, crossing the line, sitting in the, the wait to get inspected before you can go into I'm Mexico? I'm probably going to go Southern fried at this point. So that puts me, that puts me in like a, a Skinnerd almonds kind of thing. Okay. I think midnight rider, almond brothers, almond brothers, midnight rider. Love it. I think, I think I go there. Love it. Um, you, shall we, uh, yeah. shall we do the one you did at the top rush? Yes, absolutely. So, so here's the situation. There's been a decree in the land, all of, in all of America you're only allowed to use five modes of transportation for the rest of your life. You can't use any other mode of transportation to get you from point A to point B, regardless of whether that's 3,000 miles or five feet away. You can only use five. And soon the people that have issued this decree realize, just like Wheel of Fortune, everyone's picking the same five. So they decide, just like Wheel of Fortune gives you RSTLNE, they give you planes, trains, cars, boats and locomotion so you're walking or whatever but they let everybody else pick any five total modes of transportation what are the five that you choose and why all right off the top of my head um i don't have great balance but i'm gonna go skateboard wow i want something near i want something around townish um i want i'm gonna go with bicycle 
Sure. Because I can do around town, but then, you know, some longer distances. And maybe just because of the other question. Um, let me see. Right now, I'll put horse in there since. Um, but you're not, even, I mean, you won't even take a magical horse. And no, I'm because I couldn't connect with it. Well, Real okay. horse, I'll, I'll form a bond. Okay. I'll form a bond. I don't mind feeding them and pick, picking up some, yeah. some manure. Um, now, this longer stuff, like if I want to go, how the hell do I get to like. London or New New York or home. A plane um, and then a train and then a car. Yeah, but I can't do it. No, right? you can do it. You have those five. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Everyone's okay. allowed those. The problem was everyone was saying, I want a plane, I want a train. Gotcha. And then they said, okay, fine. This is boring. Everyone's picking the same one. So what are the other five? Um, and if that changes in your answers, that's fine. Balloon? A hot air balloon? <laughs> or I guess any balloon. Okay. <laughs> Um, what are the other five? Do you, you've, I have some ideas. Okay. So, so here's one idea of mine. One is for sure a chair, because I don't know if I will need a wheelchair at some point in my life. And also there, I like to have a a chair that I can roll on. So sometimes I'll roll like even just five feet to go from my, my desk (laughs) over to somewhere else. And I don't want to have to get up. Gotcha. And use locomotion every time and not be able to use the chair. So between those two, like chair is like an absolute lock for me. Wow. Yeah. I guess I didn't think about just around the house distances. Yeah. I mean, every distance from five feet to, to whatever, to 3,000 miles. Another one I thought about is spaceship. Okay. And I don't know. You know, it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. Unlikely mm-hmm. I'm going to need a spaceship. But when you need it, holy That's what Christ. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't want to be... You know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, we the Earth is going to blow up and mm-hmm. we have developed technology to get all of us over to this other planet where, by the way, you can live forever. Or I'll be on my sweet ass cool balloon, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Up, You'll up, be up. up in the atmosphere, <laughs> dead, very hoping to get pulled into the jet stream <laughs> of the spaceship. Uh, bicycle I had in there. I, I think I would definitely want to have that. Um, I think, and this one I was like, Rush, would you really need this? But I think skis. Like, I think okay. I, I like skiing enough. I don't ski that often. But I think I ski in just enough that I think... Um, and then I was a little, like... I wondered if I said skis, if, like, I get a jet ski, too. Not that I care that much. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind having a jet ski in there as kind of a free sixth one. Um, so I had skis in there, bicycle, spaceship, uh, chair... And uh, then the last one, and 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 this one, I'm pretty sure I would take out, but just for fun, <laughs> I put in a people mover because <laughs> I I hate like at the airport, you know, if I gotta walk like the whole thing and right. there's just that people move. I think, and I'm in airports a lot, so I think I'm gonna get pretty frustrated where I'm like, <sighs> hey, elevators probably. Oh god damn it! Yeah, right. Unbelievable. Yeah, that I forgot elevator. <laughs> I, immediately, just I gotta take people one mover out. up. I gotta take. <laughs> I'd say people mover out. Yeah, well, I gotta it was put there. in the elevator. It was people mover was there for the picking. We I mean, that. I live on the forty seventh floor. <laughs> yeah, like what am I doing? I, don't know. Balloon, I have to. Have. I, I'm. I'm. You're welcome in my balloon. Yeah, no. I Any gotta, old time. I take the elevator. I think everybody's got to include elevator. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, now that you think of it, oh gotta be there. I probably spend more time in an elevator than I do <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that was uh, here's the situation. We have some thank yous. Uh, uh, Nate Dufort is helping us produce. Julie Nichols did all the music. And if by chance you want to uh, write to us, uh, write uh, write us your own. Here's the situation. Who knows if we won't end up using some of them at some point? Um, I imagine we will, and we'll certainly read them. 
Um, and you can get us there at here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. No apostrophe, and there's a lot of letters because someone already had here's the situation, so we had to put podcast on the end. Um, but on behalf of Rush, this is TJ. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again next time.